Hello, and welcome to Money Matters with Michael Kelly. I'm Michael Kelly, the founder of Kelly Financial Group, and we try to update you on topics that are per pertinent to today's world and what's happening out there in the financial world. Uh, today, our topic is going to be uh, President Biden's proposals. He's got a three-part plan uh, in tax policy changes, basically, what he's proposing to have happen. Um, the American Rescue Plan, that was enacted back in March. It was March 11th. That was signed into law. Uh, that gave cash payments out to individuals, which are still going out. Uh, many people have already received them. Uh, it included a number of individual tax law changes, and we did cover those in a previous uh, Money Matters and some of our talks. I'm not going to get into a lot of detail on those, uh, just kind of an overview on it. Uh, it. It did include loans and grants out to farmers based on ethnicity, which is currently being challenged in court. Um, it's unconstitutional, but they're doing it anyways. So there's a number of things in there like that that are, are have happened. Changes to the individual tax credits. Um, those are set to expire at the end of this year, but um, we don't know because that's part of the second and third proposals that he has coming out to extend those. Uh, but for 2021, for this year, not for the tax year we just filed for 2020, but for 2021, you get a child tax credit of $3,600 for each child under the age of six. You get $3,000 uh, from six all the way up through 17. Uh, that will revert back to $2,000 next year if it's not extended. Last year was $2,000 per child. This year could be significantly higher. There's also a child care dependent tax credit for this year, which is $4,000 per child and up to $8,000 for two or more. So you're looking at some pretty significant numbers for one child. You, it could be as much as $7,600 if they're under the age of six. So there's some really good tax credits for this year. Uh, the, the difference with a, a, a tax credit is really that goes against the taxes that you owe you want to get that money paid to you. Uh, another thing that they've added in, in the American Rescue Plan is the earned income credit, which normally went to lower income people with children. They have extended that to anybody under the age of 25 without children. I think that's actually a good thing. Uh, people that, that are in that income bracket could really use that money. So the earned income credit is pretty significant. I think that's a good thing to add that. Uh, so. Proposals, though, what's being proposed? There's two more things. One is the American Jobs Act. Uh, it, you're looking at the jobs plan, excuse me. That, in, on March 31st of this year, was proposed by President Biden. Uh, it includes billions in funding for roads, bridges, green energy, water systems, and elder care. I don't know how elder care got into the infrastructure and into the jobs plan, but it, it does provide for that. Uh, it would be paid for by a slew of new taxes on corporations. Uh, really what they want to do is go after the corporations to, to pay their fair share. Um, I don't think that's ever really going to happen, but that's a, another story for another time. The, the infrastructure portion of this plan would cost about $2.3 trillion. Uh, so you, you're looking at a very significant influx of cash. The American Family Plan would be the third part of the, this trifecta. Uh, on April 28th, that was proposed. So that's pretty recent here. That's coming out at a cost of $1.8 However, the studies have already come out showing that it's, it's completely um, underfunded as far as the current proposal. They're looking at an additional $700 billion to bring that up. So you're looking at $1.9, $2.8, and another $2.5. You're up actually over 5 almost 6 
trillion dollars in new proposals just this year alone. You add that to the $4 trillion on our annual budget, now you're up over $10 trillion in spending for this year that's coming out. Staggering numbers. And they want to pay for that by raising taxes on corporations and raising taxes on wealthy individuals. Um, wealthy individuals is anybody they claim over a million dollars. However, these taxes are going to start to impact people at 400000 They also want to include uh, a substantial increase on capital gains. Capital gains for long-term capital gains are taxed at a different rate than short-term. Basically, uh, long-term capital gains are anything that are held for longer than 12 months. Prior to that, it's short-term capital gains. Those are taxed as ordinary income. Um, these programs would, would include additional years of education for our children. The, it, two years of free education for preschool ages three and four years old, and two free years of community college. Um, that's already there, basically. You can get community college courses for a dollar. I don't know why they need to send additional funding to the universities. All that ever really does is cause the pricing of the schooling to go up. That's been proven. Again, inflation, we'll touch on that a little bit more. But what's driven the inflation in, in college cost and college pricing is the subsidies from the government. Um, really, what you're looking at there is just a sound bite that says we're going to pay for your college or you're going to get free college, and really it's already there. The American Family Plan would support uh, paid family and medical leave. Um, I believe in that. That's something I think is a, is a really good thing. Nutrition programs is a good thing that would be included. Expanded child care is a good thing that would be included. These are things that will help people work. One of the, the biggest impediments to a single parent, especially working, is child care. It's very expensive, and a lot of people that want to go to work, by the time they factor in the cost of child care, they can't afford to go to work. So I think paying for nutrition programs for kids, paying for child care while people are working, paying for medical leave and, and creating more of a family unit, I think that's a, a really good thing and that is worth paying for. Um, but again, they go overboard because they, they want to send money to colleges and universities uh, based on ethnicity again. Um, paying for minorities only, which is an exclusion of some at, to the benefit of others. Again, I don't think this is on, I don't think it's constitutional. I think it would go to court. I think there would be some serious problems there and it's going to cause a lot of fights. Um, it should be for everybody. I mean, we're all Americans. It should pay for all of us. Uh, they, they want to extend the, the credits for the Affordable Care Act, basically Obamacare. They want to extend the, the tax credits for that. Um, there's a number of things that are coming that are very, very costly and very, very unnecessary. But if they can raise taxes on corporations, raise taxes on wealthy individuals, they believe they can pay for it. We'll see how that works. The American Family Plan would increase IRS funding also. Um, if you're going to raise taxes, you're going to have to collect those taxes. So they want to increase auditing and they want to increase enforcement from the IRS. The IRS is currently overwhelmed. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty staggering right now. From last year alone, there are over 29 million tax returns that have not been completed and the money sent out. To add on additional responsibility for health care, to add on additional responsibility for all these tax credits and enforcing these new tax laws on wealthy individuals and corporations, um, it, it really the IRS is, is not going to be able to handle it all. 
That's why they want to increase the number of agents. They want to increase enforcement. Basically have the IRS in charge of everything. Um, it, it's not efficient and it's not effective. It will cause inflation. Uh, U.S. Sec Secretary Janet Yellen just came out and said, you know, don't worry about inflation because even though we know these plans are going to cause it, the Treasury Department can control inflation uh, simply by controlling interest rates. Uh, if that was true, we wouldn't have the inflation that we've had over the last couple of years. I mean, if you look at the price of lumber or building materials, if you look at the price of gas or food or housing, or, inflation is here. It is. We've been preaching that for a few years now, but it actually has finally arrived. Uh, we're dealing with it right now, and they're not controlling it. So that's something that we really need to worry about. But what are they talking about specifically? The corporate tax rate would go from 21% up to 28%. That's a job killer. I don't really agree with that. They would also apply a 15% minimum corporate tax on what's called booked income. That's income that's not realized. Currently, you only pay taxes on income that you actually realize or receive. The income that's kept on the books is not taxed, and that's how a lot of corporations get away with that. So they want to propose a, a minimum 15% tax on that. They also want to put a tax of 21% on any American corporation's foreign income. So they're, they're increasing that up from 15%. Um, they want to raise the top individual tax rate from 37%, where it is now up to 39.6%. And they also want to raise capital gains taxes on any incomes over a million dollars. When you factor that in, it's going to raise up to about 43.4%. And I'll kind of go through that a little bit. Long-term capital gains rate going from 20% to 43%. That's more than double. That is not going to be a good thing. Um, when you double the long-term capital gains rate, you hurt investments, you hurt investment in businesses, you hurt the stock market, you'll hurt company pensions, you'll hurt a number of different things. They say that it won't impact them because 75% of total U.S. investors are individuals that invest through um, retirement plans like 401ks, IRAs, other qualified plans, and that income is taxed at ordinary income anyways, so changing the capital gains rate won't affect them. However, the 75% of total investors do not make up the majority of the actual money that's invested. In mutual fund companies, your hedge funds, your pension companies, a lot of that money is going to be taxed at capital gains rates which is really going to hurt the pension funds. It's going to hurt a lot of the income. It's going to hurt small businesses. It, it really is not a great way to do it. It will also cause a run because if they raise those taxes, a lot of uh, wealthy investors with investments will sell those to pay the 20% rather than wait for it to go up to the 43. Uh, that's going to hurt the stock market. It is. So what are they going to do? They're probably going to want to make it retroactive. So there's a lot of caveats that have to be worked out. There's a lot of things that are going to happen to, to create this revenue, um, but it really uh, is something I don't think is going to play out very well. Um, they also want to eliminate the step-up in cost basis on, on inheritances. Uh, currently, if you inherit a home from someone or if you inherit stock that you get a step-up in cost basis, you don't have to pay any taxes on the capital gains on that, but they want to eliminate that. So you would have to pay capital gains on it. Uh, the, the family farms and family businesses would be taxed when sold uh, rather than immediately. So if you, if you own a family farm, as long as someone in the family keeps that farm or someone in the family keeps that business, uh, the capital gains would be delayed. As soon as it's sold, 
than it would be due. Again, there, um, you're looking at some pretty significant costs because on the real estate, uh, they're looking to cap it, the capital gains at 500000 not a million. Um, this would also impact 1035 exchanges. So people that buy real estate, businesses that own buildings that need to buy a larger building to expand their business, if they take the money from this building, put it into the new building, that normally qualifies as a 1035 exchange. There's no taxes on it. However, right now, that would cause any capital gains above $500,000 to be taxed currently. So you're going to see a real slowdown in business expansion. You're going to see a real slowdown in people moving money from one house to another. Uh, the 500000 it, it matches the 500000 in tax-free money that you get when you sell your own home. So I think that's where they want to keep it, but it will hurt investments, it will hurt businesses, and it will hurt um, moving money from one to another, to, which really does help the real estate market. Um, again, these are mostly proposals. President Biden has recently come out and said, well, look, I'll compromise. I won't necessarily need the corporate rate to go from 21 to 28 percent. Why don't we look at 25 percent? Uh, that, that would be more in line with some of the world leaders like China. Their uh, corporate rate is 25 percent. So there, there are some things that are going to change and we'll let you know as these changes come through. But a 25% tax rate would still hurt growth. It is significantly lower. I mean, from 1994 all the way through 2018, the corporate tax rate was 35%, which is why you saw a lot of U.S. businesses leave the country. Uh, there, a lot of manufacturing went overseas, a lot of production went overseas, simply because of the tax rates. So dropping it down to 21% brought a lot of those businesses back. Um, raising it back up to 28 would drive a lot of those businesses out. So 25 does seem like a compromise. I'd rather not see it not be raised at all. Um, the problem is when you look at large corporations, of the Fortune 500 companies, there was recently a study put out that 91 out of those 500 did not pay any taxes at all in 2018. So you're looking at almost 20% of these large Fortune 500 companies not paying anything in taxes. And that's why they're going after them. That's why they want to raise these taxes. That's why they want to put the, the tax on booked income in, into effect. So I, I understand the logic why they're doing it. The impact, the government believes that if you just tax companies more, they'll pay more. That's not necessarily the case. They will pass those that cost on to consumers or they'll cut back in other areas which will cost more for consumers. The, the, the cost gets passed onto us, the corporations are not going to just absorb it like they think they are. Um, and really, when you look at the corporate rate, it does impact us. The individual rates also impact us. Now, they're saying, and you've heard it said uh, by the president, that if you make $400,000 or less, your taxes will not be increased. However, that has been challenged lately because when we filed our taxes, we found out that's for uh, an individual or a married couple. So if you have two individuals that combined income is more than that, you will be paying higher in taxes. It, that also impacts small businesses. If you have a subchapter S corporation, that money flows through to your personal tax return. And a lot of businesses combined with other income, all of a sudden now you are up over the 400,000. So it is hurting individual people as well. Um, and, and really what you're looking at there is a slippery slope because they've stated that they want the top marginal tax bracket to be lowered down to 250,000. Currently it's 580. So at 580 right now you're paying 37% in taxes. 
They're going to drop that down to 400000 and have you pay 39.6% in taxes. The goal is to get it down to $250,000. Um, pretty significant. There's two ways you can change the percentages of taxes that you pay. You can also change the levels where those percentages kick in. So both of those are currently in effect right now. Um, again, the, these are, are presented as being going after the wealthy, the people over a million dollars. The capital gains tax won't be on people, you know, unless they have over a million dollars in capital gains. And, you know, in, in California, if you own a home, if you own investments, um, you're up around a million dollars. On inheritances, they're saying it will be a, a, above a million dollars. But again, if you own that home, if you have investments, if you have life insurance policies, you're up over a million dollars. So those numbers are going to kick in. Again, we don't know if that million dollars on capital gains is going to be per individual or per household. So you're looking at completely different categories because if it's per individual, then for a household, that would jump up to $2 million. But if it's per household, it's only a million. Same thing is happening with the 400000 So there's a lot of gray area in these proposals. Now, on capital gains, though, especially when you add in the state taxes, the average uh, state taxes on capital gains is 5.2%. So now you're going from 43.4 up to 48.6. So almost 50% of your capital gains is going to be paid in taxes. It's really going to hurt. It's going to hurt a lot of small businesses. It's going to hurt a lot of individual investors. And by turn, that will hurt um, the stock market. The real estate, I mean, real estate is very high right now. Inflation is kicking in. I believe a lot of that is supply and demand. You know, I've been preaching that years, but the real estate tax breaks are going to start to go away. The, the 1035 or what like kind of exchange is going to be capped at the $500,000. So you're going to see a real slowdown in investment properties and business owned properties. You, you're really looking at a, an impact on the overall markets because when the real estate slows down, that impacts jobs, that impacts consumer spending, that impacts manufacturing of all the consumer products it really will have a trickle-down effect that will hurt. Um, in addition to that, the 3.8% Medicare tax they're talking about for your highest income earners, that's dropping down pretty significantly too. That was on the higher earners, that's dropped down to 400. Now they're talking about that going down to 250 in income. So that additional 3.8, you add that on top of the capital gains at 48, you're well up over 50%, 51, 52%. And long-term capital gains taxes on, on the money that you've made. So it's important that you understand what's coming. You know, you, you need to look at your portfolios and see really where you're at. Um, because people say, well, is this going to impact my taxes? Well, it depends. Where do you fall in these categories? Where do your income fall? Where do your assets fall? You know, you, you're looking at at corporate taxes, you, you're seeing a real shift from S-Corps to C-Corps. Well, now you hit with double taxation there. So there's going to be ways that you can avoid taxes, but there's going to require a lot of planning and a, a lot of real input from you. Okay, what type of assets do I have? The step up in cost basis going away is going to impact a lot of inheritances, uh, and that's something that we see coming right now. But the, the reality of it is, Biden ran on the concept that he was going to raise taxes. He made no bones about it, so he's doing what he said he would do. Uh, you know, so we're really not surprised by that. We've been planning for that. But the spending, 
you're looking at $6 trillion in proposals added to the $4 trillion that we're currently spending now. That's $10 trillion this year. When you look at the U.S. debt clock, and I, and I have looked at that in January, we were a little over $27 trillion, uh, which was about $222,000 owed per uh, taxpayer in this country. Right now, we're over $28 trillion, so it's bumped up to anybody who pays taxes. Basically, the average cost for you is going to be $225 trillion, excuse me, $225,000 that you owe the government. Uh, it's, it's rising rapidly. It was, we're going to break $29 trillion pretty soon. Uh, probably by the end or beginning of next year, we'll be at over $30 trillion in U.S. debt. But that's not the real number. That's this year's number. The real number is about $155 trillion in unsecured debt that the country owes. And that number is going up because we can't even afford to pay the interest on that. So what are we looking at? We're looking at um, tax increases, we're looking at inflation, we're looking at small business costs and, and obviously small business failure. So there's going to be a lot of impact coming up. Now, can you plan for that? Yes. Can you take advantage of that? Yes. Can you profit during these times? Yes. But you need to look at your portfolios, you need to look at your money, you need to look at your assets, see how they're positioned, see how the tax treatment is going to be on all of those and really take a look at where you're at so that you know, you know, with what's coming down the road, how to take advantage of it and how to, to minimize it. Because it's not just what you make, it's really what you get to keep. And you should pay attention because, as we tell you every time we sit here and talk to you, your money matters. Securities offered through SCF Securities Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through SCF Investment Advisors Incorporated. SCF Securities Incorporated, and Kelly Financial Group are independently owned and operated. Neither Michael Kelly or Arlen Kelly offer legal or tax advice. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax advisor or attorney. Please consult legal or tax professionals for specific information regarding your individual situation.